Hey guys, so this is not a gameplay. We are actually just giving you a recap of what happened last game. So I am going to give it right over to our DM. Hey everybody, today it's just me and the fighter. We're getting caught up on all the stuff that we didn't record in the last eight months. Okay. Last adventure was that we recorded was 1121 of 2021, and then the next one was in like 9 of 22. Okay, so here's the adventure notes. 12-4-2021. The party decided to finish cleaning out Oxbow Landing and head to the abandoned Fighters Guild Hall to confront the spiders. Archimedes decides to go down the basement first with uh, Lava Bottom next, the dwarf. Lotto bottom officer as she killed the right thief, stomps on Archimedes' hand, causing him to fall and getting knocked unconscious. <laughs> Doa then throws down a torch to see better. Kai gets roped down to Yang by Yang to retrieve the unconscious thief. Kai casts fireball and sets a tapestry on fire, which then falls onto the torch and all the old furniture is set on fire, setting the entire building on fire. The PCs flee into the surrounding countryside to avoid prosecution. Short session. <laughs> Lava Bottom decides to leave the party and head north to join the dwarves at Keverzal, but she is promptly eaten by a three-headed dragon turtle, <laughs> ensuring she can never, ever play again. <laughs> Adventure notes for 12-18-21. The party, fleeing in the woods, makes it back to where they fought the cannibals in the Banished Moor. They decide to try and track the cannibals back to their base and finish them off. They set out with the elf tracking them, but they look, become lost and stumble upon the cannibal's base by pure dumb luck. <laughs> the cannibal's base consists of three raggedy tents, a large debris and refuse pile full of human bones and old clothes and a small cage. They can hear a rustling in one of the tents, and the two thieves try and sneak up on whoever is inside. As they approach, a naked person in the cage calls for help. Samuelus, the uh, wizard, is inside getting his clothes is inside getting his clothes back on. Here's him talking and cast a sleep spell. But only the cleric succumbs to it. Then he runs out screaming he's friendly and don't shoot. Sam had recently been able to free himself from the ropes that the cannibals who had captured him had tied him up with. The PCs ask the man in the cage who the man in the cage is, and Sam, trying to look braver than he is, said he was one of the cannibals and Sam has helped overpowder him and put him in the PCs. The PCs, however, aren't buying it because the old man's side is none of the telltale signs of cannibalism. The thief gives the man water, and after he drinks, he tells him he's the vicar contrary, who they've been looking for for the monastery. <laughs> Don't laugh, because you know what happens next. <laughs> the PCs free him and go to retrieve his clothes from the detrius pile. Archimedes finds seven gold coins in the pile and starts digging, disturbing a carrion crawler. The elf casts fireball. Samuelis runs away from it. Archimedes misses and throws his dagger, sticking into the wall of his tent. Kai shoots it with an arrow. The battle continues. Archimedes gets caught in the tentacles, but saves against paralyzing effects they have. Finally, they kill it. No one retrieves weapons or arrows because they forgot about how to do that. The fighter carries the vicar, who they know has his key, who now has his key back, and Kai carries Yang, who is still sleeping. <laughs> While camping the second night, they encounter a null war party. <laughs> Seven on six battle ensues, and the PCs beat the war party down. The leader escapes. They also, again, do not search the bodies for anything. <laughs> Finally, they arrive back at Oxbow Landing, only to find that Vicar Country has died because nobody bothered to feed him or give the water to the weak old man. <laughs> We're going to pause for dramatic effect.
<laughs> for three days. Okay. I didn't know you couldn't survive without food or water for three days. Whoops. Okay. Anyway, they take his body to the monastery where the new vehicle will attempt to raise him from the dead. <laughs> they also have learned that leaders in Yira had heard about the PCs burning down the guild hall and want them to make restitution of 12,000 gold pieces to rebuild the fighters guild. Okay. Had a short break in between. Next up, March 5th. <coughs> okay, after buying supplies from the traveling merchant, the party, finding themselves on the outskirts of the town of Oxbow Binding, decide to make amends by finding the smugglers at the penal, co penal colony of <laughs> Mines of Caversal. Doyle finds the note that only he could read, the other thief never even tried, <laughs> saying that they had to talk. K. <laughs> They begin their journey upriver and talk about what to do. They realize they last saw Quick Cargan in the Banish Moor. They decide to split the party, leave Bob the Wizard, who was also called Sam last time. <laughs> Wait, they were the same person? Yeah. Oh. That's how you met him. Oh, yeah. So Sam's real name is Bob now. <laughs> well, Robert. <laughs> they leave Robert the Wizard on the manatee <laughs> with Captain Marion. To ensure that he keeps his word after being paid to drop them a few miles away from Oxwell Bat Landingham and pick them up in a fortnight so that they can make their way to the moor and are ensured to have a ride upriver to the mines. <clears throat> he drops them a league upriver and they spend four days traveling to the moors, only encountering some robber flies that they make for mistake for killer bees. PTSD because they were traumatized. <laughs> they kill one and the others disperse. Okay, they find the thief they're looking for at the lad crypt, and he informs that he and his men have defeated the remaining cannibals and the other cutthroats, and now they are in charge of the moors. Okay, he real, reveals the real fence for the citrine is the baron. Baron Balustrade Banter, who, as you recall, recited the poem at the Feast of Many at the Expo celebrations. He also informs that he has sent on a secret mission as well to free Dane Cavan from the mines and bring him to Danlin. But looking at the mines, he decided there would be no way he would be able to accomplish that unknown, hence his recruiting the other men from the Banished Moor. He has, however, decided that being the head of the Neverdwells is more lucrative and he doesn't need and he doesn't need Doa to free him, which was what Doa's mission was originally. Oh, it was? Yes, it was to free Quick Cargan. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and your mission was to kill him, Quick Cargan. Oh, yeah! You know, your dead guy. <laughs> the dead dwarf. <laughs> he passes his missions on to Doa to finish and gives him a pass to the mines and a secret phrase that only Dane would know the counterphrase to. Bob, Sam, Bob, in the meantime, puts his time to use eavesdropping on the crew's conversation as well as the captain's as they leisurely head up the river. He learns that the crew can earn the way out of bondage and be bought as serfs. Oh Session ends here. Okay, next. Notes for 521-22. The wind miner finally reaches the mines of Cavazal. Actually, that's supposed to be the Merriam, or the, uh, the Manatee. It is a run-down dreary place. Bob is trying to get information and asks if anyone is gay. A big burly guard says, yeah, bend over. To save his piety, Bob is forced to put the guard to sleep with a spell. The wind miner takes on a load of granite blocks and begins heading downstream. The PCs have 11 days to reach the point where they can rendezvous. They walk it in eight and a half if they get no distractions. 
Kai is forced to carry the unconscious fighter. Things do not go smoothly. They are set upon by ghouls in the camp, which paralyzes the thief. And then they cross a very circle, and the cleric and fighter become cursed by it in an unknown way by 11 sprites, which you guys forgot about. Sprites? You mean, oh. Fairies, sprites. They help a lost dwarf find his way back to the old road. He thanks them by giving him his promise coin. If they are ever in danger, they can give it to the nearest dwarf, and he will give them help, which you also forgot about. <laughs> they are set upon uh, another night camp by another ghoul. Cry, try, try, Kai tries to shoot it at close range with his bow, misses skewering Archimedes the thief for a glorious minus two. <laughs> they are then attacked by a family of four mountain lions. The fighter tries throwing the thief's food at them to, to no avail. Knowing that they would all die, Kai throws the unconscious thief at them after stripping off the man's belt. With no plan of action, they all run off into the woods in opposite directions, screaming like little girls, willy-nilly. <laughs> they have three days to reach the boat landing. and obsession. Adventure Notes. 6-4-22. After throwing the unconscious thief at the mountain lions and running off willy-nilly into the untracked wilderness, the PCs finally stop to assess their situation. Doing the thief, the Kai, and the elf find themselves together due to their stealth starting point. Instead of returning, they decide to climb a tree and see if they can locate anyone or any discernible landmarks. The thief secures a rope to the elf to climb up, and they make it out a trace of the river as a split in the forest canopy. Rather than try and trace their way back to the campsite, they decide to head due east and intersect the river where they can. Yang finds himself alone to the southwest of their camp. He too decides to abandon trying to return and also head east to the river. Spots a fire made by the thief and cleric and makes his way there in a by forced march. They are reunited. However, the fighter Arthur finds himself alone to the northwest of their campsite and decides to try and head south to the Banished Moor to get his bearings. Instead, he is confused and really retracing and is really retracing his path back to the campsite. While there, he is set upon by a single were-rat and bitten. It then scampers off as he passes out. Archimedes, meanwhile, awakes alone and weaponless at the campsite, decides to climb a tree, tree being a thief, to see what he can see. The fighter, cleric, and thief find themselves on the banks of the Whiskaway River, standing above an 80-foot drop to the cold, fast river. They decide to camp, but are attacked by an oil beetle. Three of them together easily defeat the beetle, and it explodes into flame. <laughs> Those sound effects are provided by... Uh, never mind. Wait, am I Arthur? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're Arthur and Archimedes. Archimedes, oh yeah. Okay. Archimedes sees the fireball of the exploding oil beetle and decides to head that way by jumping from tree to tree and immediately rolls a one. <laughs> Falling to the ground, he is knocked unconscious to minus six. <laughs> Hearing something, the fighter stumbles upon his once again unconscious thief and having intelligence of ten, decides the best way to revive him is to by pouring a bottle of holy water <laughs> down his throat. Archimedes takes 1d4 drowning damage, 4 points, and is dead. <laughs> End of session. I never said I was smart. You just assumed that. Okay. Adventure notes for 9, 10 of 22. Bob the wizard, after spending weeks aboard the Windbinder, they dock at Oxbow Landing. He observes Captain Marion and first mate Jaguar, Jaguar, the rudder man, leave the vessel and head into the cross-eyed crow, the local inn. He decides to follow the sl and slips in unnoticing in an obscure corner. He witnesses Garambi, the beekeeping cleric, buying five citrines and placing them in a jar of honey, then slipping a heavy pouch over to the two sailors. He decides to put the entire bar to sleep and actually does it successfully. He proceeds to rob the place blind, stealing the honey, the money, a promissory note from Vicar Contre, 
proving that he too is in on the citrine smuggling, and he even took the new vicar's fine robe and candles. He then flees back to the ship to look as if he never left, but the indentured oarsmen, of course, see him, and he decides to steal the boat and bribes the crew with golden freedom if they row north. They agree and set off. Kai, Yang, and Doa all reach the rendezvous point where they are to meet the windminder and go about relaxing and setting up camp while they wait for the bards to arrive. Arthur, lost and alone in the wilderness and over-encumbered Artemis' things, fails his constitution check, wakes up in the morning naked and covered in blood. He decides to rub, it on, rub one out. Oh, my God. You said it, not me. I did? Yes, you did. <laughs> this happens again on a successive night. He wakes up naked, spends an hour locating his lost clothing and items, stumbles across the remains of Kai, Yang, and Doa's old encampment. <laughs> Kai, Yang, and Doa spot something in the water at the fork of the river, but can't identify it. The next day, they see what it is, and it is the fabled three-headed dragon turtle. Dun, dun, dun! Then they promptly shit their pants. <laughs> uh, the next day, they spot the manatee. The windminder's sister ship and the captain blackleg of the rudder heading downstream. They wave. He waves. All's good. <laughs> Rowing north like men possessed, they see the manatee and Captain Blackleg sees that is the wizard piloting the vessel of <laughs> his employer. As they approach, Bob puts the entire crew to sleep except for the captain who makes a saving throw but is able to do anything because he has to pilot the ship. Spewing curses and threats, the manatee drifts downstream. Arthur follows their trail of the other group to the riverbank where there's an eight-foot drop to the river below, still following the trail heads north and spots the manatee drifting southward, the captain still swearing and shouting, his voice is echoing off the steep canyon walls. End of session. And that's where we left it off. As you recall, next up, they all get reunited. They run into a an otter, a giant otter, who steals the potion of speech that they got from the abandoned camp lodge in the Banished Moor, speaks to the thief telling him that they can get rid of the three-headed dragon turtle if they can get the giant eagle eel to swim downstream so the dragon turtle will chase it. The otter catches a large fish. They manage to chase the eel out, lure the eel out. The dragon turtle chases the giant eel and they manage to go upstream to uh, uh, the mines of Cavrizal. And good times were had by all. And that's where we're leaving it off. Oh, as a reminder, this is an 18 and over Spotify. You're going to find offensive language, stupid ideas, and all that blah, blah, blah. Okay. Thank you, and have a great day. Fuck right off.